Your Steve Jones Show podcast is loading now. The Steve Jones Show podcast is sponsored by Sunbury Motors, North 4th Street in Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. Sports talk where your voice counts. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motors Studio, here's Steve Jones. Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors, Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf in Indianapolis for the Big Ten tournament. The tournament will go on as scheduled with fans. It starts tonight, game one. Minnesota Northwestern game two at eight thirty. Indiana Nebraska. The winner of the Indiana Nebraska game plays Penn State tomorrow night at nine. We're on beginning at eight thirty. Here's our play-by-play call of the day. It's Malkin to the far side for Marino. Back for Malkin, looking for Marino. He's knocked off the puck by Wood. As Carrick plays it right atop the crease, turns it over, and the Penguins capitalize. Evgeny Malkin. Who else? From the right wing circle, beats Blackwood up high. That's a huge one for Gino and the black and gold, and it's 4-2. Oh, you better believe that's a huge one right there. And that is Josh Getzoff, along with uh, Phil Bork on the Penguins Radio Network. So uh, what's your reaction to all this? I mean, Matt, we should have the phone lines open, right? Absolutely. Social media, everything. Yeah. Let's go for it. Let's uh, find out what do you think. What do you think of the decisions that have been made? Uh, three weeks of online teaching at uh, currently at Penn State, the current plan, with the current plan to return to face-to-face with these students in a classroom on Monday, April 6th. Uh, no fans at any Penn State events, but practice and the games will continue for during that three-week span. I mean, what are your thoughts on that? like to find out uh this is a golden opportunity for you to jump in and and talk about again like as i point out the decisions i make as to and what my attitude about something happens to be is my decision and my attitude about it if you're uneasy about something i completely respect your decision Totally. If you're uneasy about something, I completely respect it. Same time. As of right now, I'm not uneasy about it. But that's me. And people will tell you that's the way I've always been. For the most part, so far it's worked. Uh, <laughs> I think. <laughs> yeah. But like your reaction, what do you think of these decisions? Um, we'll find out what the NCAA wants to do. But for example, the ACC men's basketball tournament's underway right now. Fans. Uh, SEC fans. Big Ten fans. Big 12 fans, Pac-12 in Las Vegas fans. Now, that doesn't mean it's going to stay like this. I mean, next week, this different decision could be made. As of right now, 
and that's what they're going to do. And yes, spring practice for Penn State football will start on time next Wednesday. And uh, Pro Day will be next Tuesday. But the Penn State-Minnesota men's ice hockey semifinal will only have in the stands families of the participants and the coaches. That's it. And that's the decision that they've made. And I'm, I'm comfortable with that. I think, I think that, to me, I think that uh, it's a responsible thing to do. Again, sports can make that kind of intermediate decision um, that other events can't, like South by Southwest. They really have to reschedule um, the... Uh, Coachella in California. They have to reschedule. Sports has the ability to continue on in a form because of the media component. That's the reason they can do that. But That's why, you know, they they can make this kind of decision on things. The media component allows you to do it. You can't other events you can't do that. I mean Matt's big into opera. It's you know either the show goes on or it doesn't. It's not televised. That's exactly right. Yeah. The show must yeah. go on as they say. You gonna bring a little Luke to opera? Oh, no question. Well, not surprised. Got to educate them, make them yeah. more well-rounded. Absolutely. Lisa thinks I'm partially insane. All right. Um. <laughs> she actually doesn't mind that part. Just the combine she was against. <laughs> I'm looking. I'm looking at the com- combine location out my window right now. I know. I'm extremely <laughs> jealous of you. It's a big stadium, Matt. It's a big stadium. Okay. <laughs> I mean, that's the way it is. <laughs> As an aside, do you know when I was younger, I was so obsessed with seeing all the different sports stadiums that I was visiting a family friend of ours in Washington, D.C., and he drove me to FedEx Field just so I could see it. We didn't go in it. We just drove by it in Landover, Maryland, and went back into D.C. <laughs> Did I ever tell you the FedEx Field story? I'm Penn sure State's it's a horror playing. story because that's all I've heard about calling games there. Oh yeah, we're low in the corner, and I mean, when I mean we're low in the corner, we're low in the corner. It's just not a great location. The great Merrill Reese has, has said many times, FedEx Field is the worst NFL stadium to broadcast a game in. Uh, he is not incorrect about that. <laughs> he is not incorrect about that. Um, and I had to use a little a little trick that I used was. I had to figure something out because coming towards you, it's fine. Like from the 50 in, it's easy to call. It's when they get past the 50 and they're going away from you. Uh, where the play ended up, I would look at the linesman, and where the linesman put his foot down, that was the yard line. 
That was the little trick I used. And it helped me in the pinstripe bowl because, it, you know, at Yankee Stadium, we were doing it from the Yankees broadcast booth, which was in the end zone behind the goalpost. So that little trick I pulled in FedEx helped me there. But going into FedEx, Ron Moeller is driving the car. And I gave him my parking pass. So it means we can park relatively close. Now, I'll say this about FedEx Field, the parking around it. Now, you drove up to it, right? Like, the parking lots are huge. It is, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, that that part's fine. And we're pulling up, and all of a sudden, these people... I don't know, they're trying to cut, they were, they were, they were, I think they were getting out of the car, and they were trying to cross, and they got in front of Ron, and they started yelling at him, right, (laughs) and Ron always tells the story, he says, and they saw I was sitting in the front seat, they went, hey! (laughs) So... I signed something and, <laughs> and they let us through. They let us through. <laughs> it's like okay, oh well. <laughs> Penn State won the game. It's all that matters. Exactly right. It's all that matters in the end. They won the game. So what uh, what does our crowd think about the coronavirus and sporting events? Well, here's one thing, Steve, I'll, I'll pose a question to. This is just my opinion. I want to see what you think. Is go, getting it's back all to wrong. The, get, get, all wrong. <laughs> I know. Oh, I'm get, sorry. You haven't, st- you haven't started yet? Sorry. That's all right. Uh, getting back to the <laughs> Ivy League situation, um, depending on – it's now up to the institutions whether the Yale men or the Princeton women can participate in the tournaments coming up. Right. I think if I'm the NCAA, I mandate that the institutions give me an answer – by selection Sunday and Monday. So then if you have teams that are in the, the maybe the first team that's in the final the first four out, they take their spot. Yeah, I would you know I mean they have to they should declare what they're gonna do. And look, it maybe this is a case where where you have the student athletes and the coaches all sign off on, hey, look, um, I have no problem. I want to play. I mean, because if people are thinking about liability, right, liability is always a big deal for people these days. Maybe they should all have everybody sign something saying, hey, I'm ready to go. I'm going to play. I'm going to coach. I'm going to announce, whatever it may be. Um, maybe that's a possibility, but you're right. They should they they need to tell the NCAA selection committee. I would think by Saturday at noon, whether they're playing or not. Now, why did I say Saturday at noon? I said Saturday at noon for this because they're at the point now where they're starting to seed people and starting to put pods together. And so you have to be able to do that in such a way where, okay, are you playing or not? Well, if you're not playing, now that changes how I'm seeding the tournament. See what I'm saying? Right, that too. Uh, Absolutely. All right. So, I mean, and it, it changes too where I'm also sending people. 
So, you know, because you're trying to, there's certain things you're trying to avoid. What happens if Yale says no? I don't expect that. But Yale says no, and I put into the tournament, let's just pick one. NC State's playing today. Some people claim they're in the bubble. Say they were out on the outside looking in. Now, because Yale's out, I'm putting them in. Okay? Well, I can't pair them up against it in the opening round against another ACC team. What if Yale was scheduled in the opening round to play uh, Virginia? Okay, I've got them on my board, the 12 seed and the 5 seed. I've got Virginia as a 5 seed. I've got Yale as a 12 seed. I can't automatically take NC State and put them in for Yale because under the rules they're not allowed to play a fellow conference school in the opening round of the tournament. See what I mean? So it's, it's that's why they have, they'd have to tell them by noon on Saturday because it's not as simple as, okay, you're out, you're in. It's right, and that, that and that simple. gives you 24, almost that gives you a good 36 hours to get it going because Selection right. Sunday shows at 6. Right. Probably have them ready, what, two, three hours in advance of of, the, of CBS going oh, on the air. Why the, no, that's why the Big Ten Championship game always said that it, it, it's an adorable uh, deal, but it, it doesn't have any effect on the seating at all. They've already oh, done exactly, it. Oh, exactly, yeah. They've already done it. Well, they had those scenarios in place. If X happens, X is this seed or vice versa. Right. right. Now, and 9.9 times out of 10, it doesn't change any of the seeding. So, I mean, that that's what they should do. I think they should leave it up to the teams. I think the Princeton women should make up their own mind with the coaching staff and the athletic director. Same thing at Yale with the men. Let them make up their minds what they want to do. Yeah. Now they usually rank the first four out, right? Or is it just the first four out? I never. Only reason why well, I say that about, is because you talk about, it... da- about Dayton. Dayton features two elevens facing each other and two twelves facing each other, and then they have four of the sixteens. No, right. I get that. Playing. Meaning, like, if um, so, when you say like teams like NC State, teams that are on the bubble that don't get in, they're the first four out, out on the outside looking yeah. in. If right. I, I never, I don't think they're actually they they're actually ranked like one through four, because I was gonna say no, if they, they are, are not, then they, you take no, that they first are not. one. Okay. No, they are no, they are not because, well, they are ranked. They don't tell you what they're ranked. Okay. 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 They know how they're ranked. The committee does. They just don't tell you what the ranking is. Gotcha. They okay. don't tell you. They don't tell you the first one, but they know who the first one out is. That's not surprising. Well, no, because they're the ones doing the balloting. Right. When they've got the screen, they're putting their screen together and they're doing that, they know who the first four are out. I mean, it, they're the committee. So they know. And I'll give you an example. 2009, Penn State won the NIT. CM Newton was ahead of the NIT selection committee at that time. Penn State is playing in Madison Square Garden in the semifinals against Notre Dame. And, um, you know, I'm at shoot-around, he's there, and whatever, we're just chit-chatting. And in the chit-chat, he just innocently says, yeah, he says, boy, it's great to see both San Diego State and Penn State here, because San Diego State was on the other side of the bracket. They're going to play Baylor. He said, it's great to have them here. He says, because, you know, he said, we took a long time to put this together because we had 30 of the 32 teams, and we were waiting for the NCAA to send us over the last two teams. 
and Penn State and San Diego State were the last two. So I know for a fact that Penn State was either in that particular year, and I think that year was 64, it wasn't 68, was either 65 or 66. Or among the at-large teams in that year, they were 35 and 36. I was like, oh, that's kind of hard to swallow. <laughs> I was like, all right, so the at-large teams are 35 and 36. And I'll never forget what I said to Dick Girardi when that tournament began. Penn State played George Mason, opening round. In the NIT, interest in the opening round is everything. How interested are you to play in it, especially if you're a team that just missed. And Penn State played a really mediocre game against Jim Laranaga's team. You know, and like Laranaga's team, the G- George Mason team was a good team. Taylor Battle gets the ball, comes down the sideline, launches a three, ties it, sends it into overtime. Penn State wins in overtime. When the game was over, this was off the air. I didn't say this on the air. I looked over at Dick, and I said, Penn State's going to win it. Win it. He said, why? I said, now that they've won it, they're engaged in the tournament, and they're the best team in this tournament. There you go. Yeah. And then they beat Rhode Island, never trailed, went to Florida, beat Billy Donovan's team. The Notre Dame game I just talked about, never trailed. And then uh, beat Baylor for the title. All right, back with more from Indianapolis in a moment here on News Radio 1070 WKOK, brought to you by Sunbury Motors. SMC Ford F-150 Explorer Escape. SMC Ford F-150 Explorer Escape. SMC Ford F-150 Explorer Escape. Sunbury Motors Ford is challenged to sell 75 new F-150s, Explorers, and Escapes during the month of March with these huge savings. Choose from over 140 new Ford F-150s with savings up to 16 grand. And they start at just $24,794. Pick from over 25 of the totally redesigned 2020 Ford Explorer with discounts up to $7,500. And they're slashed to as low as $33,965. Browse from over 56 of the all-new 2020 Ford Escape. And they're reduced as low as $21,965. Want more? Take an amazing 10 grand off a 2019 Ford F-150 Raptor and a whopping $20,000 off a 2019 Ford Expedition. SMC has Central PA's largest selection of new Ford trucks. So hurry in to Sunbury Motors in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury. It may be winter, but the folks at Susquehanna Life Magazine are hard at work on the spring 2020 issue. And right now, there's a special buy one, get one free subscription offer. Hi, this is Erica Shames, founder and publisher of Susquehanna Life Magazine. We're excited to start our 27th year publishing Susquehanna Life, and we want everyone listening to feel the excitement, too. Now is the time to order your new subscription. Call 1-800-232-1670. Order a new subscription to Susquehanna Life and get a free gift subscription. Inside each issue, 
issue of Susquehanna Life, you'll find gorgeous color photography and award-winning articles. The most frequent compliment we hear, I've lived here all my life and I never knew that until I read it in Susquehanna Life magazine. Don't delay. This buy one, get one free offer is only good for a limited time. Call 1-800-232-1670 right now. Order your new Susquehanna Life subscription and you'll get a free one. Call now. We filmed Pennsylvania adoptive families and asked them why more people need to become foster or adoptive parents. As a society, we have a responsibility to make sure every kid gets from being a kid to being a responsible adult. I would encourage anybody to do it. You get so much more out of it than you expect. Visit AdoptPAKids.org to watch the video, meet the kids, and learn how you can become a foster or adoptive parent. Paid for with Pennsylvania taxpayer dollars. Battery power made by steel. From trimmers and mowers to chainsaws and blowers, steel battery tools are exactly what you need to tackle your to-do list. Whether you need to maintain your yard or completely transform your landscape, battery power made by steel. Steel is not sold at Lowe's or the Home Depot, always at a local steel dealer. Real steel. Find yours at steeldealers.com. Lowe's and the Home Depot are trademarks of their respective companies. Attention Walmart shoppers. This is a Jackson Hewitt tax service announcement. Save time and money with Jackson Hewitt and Walmart. For a limited time, you can shop while a skilled Jackson Hewitt tax pro prepares your federal tax return for as little as $48, but no more than $149. Only at Jackson Hewitt and Walmart. Hurry, this offer won't last. Get your coupon code and terms at jacksonhewitt.com. Then stop by one of our Walmart locations by March 15th to get your taxes done while you shop for only $149 or less. That's Jackson Hewitt and Walmart. Welcome back. Great to have you with us. In Indianapolis for the Big Ten Tournament. And uh, the tournament will go on with fans. That will not be the issue. By the way, we talked about the TV ratings. Wrestling TV ratings up 38% on BTN. Well... Penn State men's basketball games on BTN, the ratings rose 34% for Penn State men's basketball games this year. The game with Iowa two weeks ago, well, less than two weeks ago, what, 10 days ago when they played at Iowa, that had a TV audience of nearly a half million. Holy mackerel. And by the way, Iowa had a great year on TV, too. I mean, I see it's the top ten games. And that was one of the top ten games, by the way, uh, televised by BTN this year. Uh, I was like in like four of those games. And the fans are really into it. Hey, Steve, this just in from the NCAA. They have a statement from the uh, COVID-19 advisory panel. They, have, they are now recommending against sporting events open to the public. They say, we do believe sports events can take place with only essential personnel and limited family attendance, and this protects our players, employees, and fans. So recommending against sporting events. That from the NCAA. Well, that's what I thought they might do. I mean, I talked about this yesterday. Again, like I said, what I want to do and what I do is my decision. But sports, as I mentioned, can do that, make that intermediate step. 
I mean, they're just trying to head this thing off at the pass. And they think this is the best way to do it. Oh, if you think that's the best way to do it, then I will be there to broadcast it and do the job I'm supposed to do. And hopefully we'll do it well enough where you feel like it's you can see it. If you want to have a fun day, you have to drive a Hyundai from Sunbury Motors Hyundai. If an SUV is on your mind, Sunbury Motors Hyundai has the model for you. Save up to $2,497 on a 2020 Hyundai Kona starting at $22,643. Sunbury Motors has 21 2020 Tucson's with savings as high as $38,27. If you're thinking about a midsize SUV, test drive a 2020 Hyundai Santa Fe with a $4,071 discount. The 2020 Santa Fe Starts at 26552. Sunbury Motors Hyundai has four of the all-new Hyundai Palisades, starting at $34,200. All Hyundais come with America's best warranty, a 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain warranty. And just announced, every new Hyundai comes with a three-year regular maintenance plan. If you want to have a fun day in your next SUV, you have to drive a Hyundai. From Sunbury Motors Hyundai in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury. Sunbury Taking your calls at 800-795-9565. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motors Studio, here's Steve Jones. Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15, and Hummel's Wharf. In Indianapolis where the uh, NCAA, uh, Bruce Feldman with the uh, story, uh, NCAA statement on NCAA tournament, COVID-19 is spreading rapidly in the U.S., and behavioral risk mitigation strategies are the best option for slowing the spread of the disease we recommend against sporting events open to the public. So, in other words, they'll play, but it looks like there will be nobody in the stands besides family members, um, athletic department personnel, so forth. And this just in, too, Steve, from Sporting News. In Ohio, because they have impending state ban on the mass gatherings, um, they will be enforced for the NCAA tournament and the first four games in Cleveland and Dayton. So, they'll be played without fans there. Actually, no offense to breaking news. We said that 45 minutes ago. <laughs> no, I did. True. Yeah. Right. No, no, I did. I meant it's Mike official DeWine. now. Right. Um, but Dayton and Cleveland would be those. And I mentioned it at certain places. I mean, yesterday we had Andrew Marsh on. And I said, look, Cleveland, Albany, Sacramento, Spokane would be the first places that you would look at and say, okay. Um I mean, how do people feel about this? Well, first of all, you're not going to get many complaints from people. I mean, again, you have to make your own decision. Now, I'm in a professional position. In a professional position, if I felt uncomfortable doing any of this, would I force myself to do it? No. Okay? But me personally, okay, this is me personally. It's just my nature and the way I am. I have no problem being here. 
I had no problem getting on the plane. I had no problem being here in the hotel. Um, I had, you know, no problem. <laughs> Girardi's flight got delayed. Not landing until a bit after 7. I will check into hotel, then see you at St. Elmo's at some point. Don't eat too many shrimp cocktails. <laughs> well, at least he's getting in for the important part, the steak. Oh, no, no, no. There will be a steak there ready for him. There you go. A nice ribeye will be awaiting him when he gets to the table. I'll make sure there's a shrimp cocktail for him as well. But but that's also part of it. I have no qualms about going over to St. Elmo's tonight to have dinner. None. And Johnny Holiday called me the other night. Johnny and I are, you know, the idea is if if Penn State were to win on Thursday night, then it'd be here fr- Friday, obviously, and the two of us are talking about going out to breakfast. Um, but if you weren't, I'll give you a good example. When I was doing morning radio, and I did it for 21 years, it felt like 210. <laughs> It's just I just couldn't stand getting up early every morning like that. We had a series of big snowstorms, especially one year, just one after another rolled in. So, of course, what's part of your job when there's bad weather? Your job is to do postponements, delays, cancellations. Okay. So, you know, you know, this school district's closed, this one's on a two-hour delay, this event is postponed until Thursday, you know, so you're doing all that. And that's all you're doing all morning long. Well, of course, when you're doing this, you're also, during the commercial breaks, answering the phone because it's probably another closing or cancellation or delay, you know, so you can write it down. Okay. And... I would get calls sometimes from people, and it was from, and usually they were from county government. It was like the county, like county government, that asked, and I get this question: "It's really bad out. Can I make it?" My standard answer was, "Just by the fact that you called me, you don't have the confidence to do it, so don't." <laughs> I would go if I were you, right? Because. I don't want to be on the road when you're driving. <laughs> you know, so I don't want to. Say, so really, just don't. You don't have to just think of yourself. Think of all of us. <laughs> if you don't have the confidence to make it, don't go. <laughs> all right. <laughs> well, that's the case with this. If you're not confident in something, then don't go to it. And that includes work. If you're uneasy about it, talk to your employer. Talk to your supervisor if you're uneasy about it. I'd strongly recommend that. Me? Again, it's my decision. I'm not I'm not thinking twice about anything. I'm living my life. But that doesn't mean that that doesn't mean it applies to you. You have to make your decision as to what to do. Just because I feel comfortable and have no issue doesn't mean that you have to feel the same way. No way. I would never tell anybody to do anything I'm doing. Um, because, again, you've got to do what you're comfortable with. 
So it is so official I've... now, Steve. Uh, the NCAA has officially confirmed that um, the, the fans will be allowed in the both men's and women's uh, basketball tournaments this year. Yeah, that's that, and I thought that's what. <laughs> Kolashevsky just texted me. What? You did morning radio? <laughs> Twenty-one stinking years, Gary. <laughs> I think I'll tell you. Twenty-one stinking years. <laughs> Felt like two hundred ten. <laughs> Oh, my goodness. All oh, those days. Uh, I'll say this in terms of programming, the days we had closing cancellations, delays, it went by fast. I mean, you were constantly, the phone was constantly ringing and the whole deal. But can I make it? Just by asking tells me that you really can't. <laughs> that's that's what it tells me. If you have to ask, <laughs> if you have to ask, then I'm sensing you are not confident. Uh, yeah. So, look, this is what the NCAA is going to do. Look, it matches up too with what schools are doing. Um, because if schools like Penn State, Ohio State, Vanderbilt, you know, you can go through the list. There's a long list of schools that have, like, at right now, have put face-to-face classes on pause. And um, so this matches up with what they're doing. I mean, Penn State's what Penn State's doing with hockey on Saturday night at seven matches up. I think this also affects the NCAA regional in women's gymnastics. I'm trying to think. Now you notice though. Did you notice though something that Penn State? It goes through, the class thing goes through April 3rd. As of right now, as of right now, that means the door would still be open to the U.S. Olympic wrestling trials. Because that's the 4th and the 5th, right? Now, again, this is all subject to reevaluation. So there'll be no fans at the NCAA, um, but the teams will play. Uh, we will broadcast it. So that's what's going to happen. So you don't think the Big Ten's going to change their mind now? No. Okay. I mean, they could change their mind. I mean, I can tell you right now, they're not turning people away at the doors now. Not for tonight. Oh, for tonight no. at least. Yeah, that's true. I mean, tomorrow. But. To be honest, I, I, I would be a little surprised if after tonight the Big Ten still allowed fans in for the tournament considering the NCAA just put that out there. But that's just me. I could be wrong. Yeah, but this tournament here is here in Indianapolis. All right, now you're looking at Ohio, Dayton, Cleveland. You're looking at Spokane, Washington State, Sacramento, California. 
Right? So, I mean, you, you know, Albany, New York State. I mean, they have sites already within the footprint of some of the tougher areas, right? So, uh, now this, Indianapolis, is allegedly not part of that footprint. I think they're going to play this tournament all the way through with fans. Just my gut feeling. Now, the NCAAs, look, that's a preemptive. For them, that is a preemptive decision. Now, some people have bought their tickets ahead of time. But, you know, here's the other part, too, uh, Matt. Remember this. Here's what hasn't been purchased yet. All right? Each school, and remember I pointed this out, gets 400 tickets to the opening two rounds. That's it. They only get 400. But nobody knows where the games are going to be. I mean, Penn State could play in Sacramento, they could play in Albany, they could play in Tampa, they could play in Spokane, they could play in St. Louis, Cleveland, whatever, Greensboro, they could play anywhere, Houston, you know, Omaha. But you don't know until Sunday night. So by making that call today, that means now the schools get the 400 tickets and they can distribute it to the family members of the players and the coaches. And then there's no need to think about any purchase outside of that. So there's not going to be I mean that you know, so by making the announcement now, that takes that off the table. See what I'm talking about? Instead of having people instead of selecting it, people will go, Oh great, they're going to pick one, throw a dart. Tampa. Great. I'm gonna buy tickets to go to Tampa. And then after you buy the tickets to go to Tampa, the decision's made, well, no, you know what, we're going to hold it without fans. It's better to make the announcement today. That way it takes care of that that issue. See what I'm talking about? Now, Jeff Goodman, Steve, has just tweeted, I've been told the NCAA has still hasn't determined whether media will be allowed at the tournament. Oh, jeez. So that possibility is still out there. I mean, can you imagine no media at the NCAA tournament and everyone's just going to be basically scoreboard watching for two weeks? I mean, you're talking about a, probably the one of the biggest phenomena in sports, if that ever happens, if that does happen. I mean, this is insane. Well... I don't know. That depends on what. Well, how do you define media? Right. That, that's that's what we have to figure out. Is it print? Is it you're not going to allow CBS and Turner not to broadcast the games and all their crew? I mean, that's a lot of people to begin with. I would like to know what that means too. But just the thought or of us. it is just unprecedented. Or us. or us. Yeah. Exactly. Radio too. Hey, yeah. Dick. You know, I mean, that would be that would be us. But you know, now and related to the college basketball invitational, the CBI, which no Big Ten teams allowed to play in anyway anymore, they canceled that. 
And that's all based, I mean, look, the financials and that are all based on selling tickets anyway. So if people aren't allowed to go, then they aren't allowed to go. All right, we'll take a break, wrap it up in a moment on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Welcome back. Great to have you with us on the show today here in Indianapolis. March Madness, no fans. Mark Emmert making the announcement. I made the decision to conduct our upcoming championship events, including Division I men's and women's basketball tournaments with only essential staff and limited family attendance. While I understand how disappointing this is for all fans of our sports, my decision is based on the current understanding of how COVID-19 is progressing in the United States. So. Now, all the other ones have made the decision that um, the MAC, the Big West, uh, Penn State, with its events on campus, that media is allowed to attend. There was nothing in the statement here about whether media can do this. And I guess what Jeff Goodman said there's as of right that that hasn't been clarified yet. Right? So I guess that the statement was vague enough um because it's not in there. Essential staff. Now they consider media essential staff. Well, apparently not, according to Jeff Goodman, or at least not yet. Well, no, well, no I'm saying though. I mean, the, why would you need essential staff? You wouldn't need a you wouldn't need a publicity person. <laughs> no media there. That's true. Steve, I got to tell you, I don't know how, you, how you've feel about this you're still digesting it but i've covered this the last week and a half or so but in particular this last 24 48 hours for me i'm I'm covering this from the news and sports angle here this is the most insane time period i think i've ever ever seen this is unreal well it's amazing how everything has progressed and almost spiraled to the point where it feels like it's out of control um and I'm talking about the reaction to it, because what's interesting is that I don't know how many stories I've seen about it spreading today. I've seen about the reaction to everything, but not about the spread of it. That seems to be a story that's kind of getting lost in the translation here. I'd like to know... Where it's spreading, how it's spreading. Now, part of this is the the ability to test for it too. So, and that would mean obviously championship events. That would mean the NCAA wrestling tournament in Minnesota, right? That's a championship event. It's not just March Madness. The NCAA wrestling in Minnesota. That's next week. If they're not going to allow fans at the basketball championship, all championship events means, okay, all championship events. And 
and that was going to be a record-setting event attendance-wise. Now, the decision made by Penn State on, on classes going online, the timing of that was <clears throat> done in such a way where it was spring break. So on spring break, you wanted to make, you know, that's why I assumed that was coming down this week one way or the other, because on spring break, it is the right time to make that decision as to when people would be coming back, which would also include sporting events. So Penn State is going to do online um, for the next three weeks at minimum. They you know, you had to reassess it, you know, at some point. So, I mean, that's the that's it is not a it is not a surprising decision. How about that? As of tonight, the Big Ten tournament continues on with fans. The ACC tournament continues on with fans. The NCAA tournament, no fans outside of family. All right. What a day. Well, like I said, up until the NCAA decision, which I was waiting for anyway, most of this I have expected. 